This is Real Talk with Rebecca Chawson, where we have real, raw, and relatable conversations to create connections that count. So stay tuned. It's time for a Real Talk. Welcome to today's episode. I'm excited to have with me Kathleen L., who is an intuitive success coach, energy healer, and international speaker and author. Kathleen, so excited to have you today. So good to be here, Rebecca. Thank you for having me. Of course. And we connected as co-authors in the Women Who Rise book. What an amazing journey that was. And I was really drawn to you from the beginning, just with how genuine you were and interacting with the group um, and your authenticity. And you have a brand that really... um, showcases how you care about people. And I want to dive into where your passion came from. So tell me a little bit about why you became passionate about your business. Um, I, I would like to say that um, I have always been passionate about being of service for, for everyone, you know, as a former legislator, government official, um, a a lobbyist, you know, and all of my political service, I've always been um, interested in, in being of service to those who are in need. And that passion came from my early childhood experiences. And I will say that 10 years ago, my son took his life and he died, obviously, suddenly and unexpectedly. And that was a pivotal point in my life where um, I was shattered and I had a choice wow. of of dying with him or become shattered together. And so that's where my passion came from was um, to jump into what I, what I do today. Wow. So that really is your rise up story. And I read it in more detail in that book, Women Who Rise, but tell me a little bit about, cause I've, I've heard how powerful uh, this is and how, you know, there was a time where you really sunk into some despair. What happened for you that made the switch from despair to hope? So the despair came when I was lying on his grave, just begging and pleading and just whoever, whatever took my son, please take me to. Um, I was really at the point where I didn't want to live any longer. And, you know, at one point my body became calm. I can't tell you how long I was screaming and begging and pleading. I just don't know how long it was. It was a long time. It felt like forever. And my body became calm and still. And I heard this like strong message, this from above out of nowhere. Like it was very clear. The first clear thing I'd heard since my son had transitioned was if this happened in your life, then you're meant to do something with it. So go do it. And it was at that moment, I'm like, oh, wow, I have, my, I have the voice, I have the contacts, I have the ability to, to bring awareness around suicide, around depression, emotional wellness. And so I started at that point, like I just jumped right in. Then I realized that the more I jumped in, the more pain I was causing for myself because I was holding some hidden shame inside. And so I chose to consciously step into my own healing process one hour at a time every week. Now, don't let that fool you because 
there, that was not the only hour I lived my pain, but I consciously faced my pain an hour at a time. And that's the only thing I could do because it was so deep that I, I had to move through it or else I was never going to be able to survive or I was going to numb it or something was going to happen that was not going to be healthy for me or for honoring my son. Wow. Wow. And this is such a vulnerable story. So I just want to acknowledge and appreciate you taking the time to really open your heart to us about this. Um, And the fact that you went through that transformation, I would imagine is part of why you're able to hold that space for other people who are hurting, specifically on the topic of depression and suicide. You know, I think about what's happening in our world right now. And COVID-19, people are losing their jobs, they're losing loved ones, there's civic unrest, there's political messaging that's happening and people are confused or feel shamed or there's so many messages going around. So people really need to have hope, but they need to understand that there's healing and being vulnerable. Um, what, when I think about, cause I am familiar with your story, you said you were in legislation and I remember how you talked about the day that you found out that your son took his life and, you know, you were in this very prominent position. You had a lot of influence and you felt like your world was shattered. How did you regain that sense of wholeness? I I look back now and I don't know that I ever had wholeness, Rebecca, you know, to be fair and honest and open is like, I really have spent a lot of time in my own life over the last 10 years in investing in my healing process. I am a natural kind of person for healing. So I have not invested in any kind of um, prescription drugs or, or anything like that. And I'm not saying it's good or bad. I, I just have chosen not to not to go that route. What I did choose to is that I went through post-traumatic stress therapy. I did uh, cognitive thought therapy. I invested in energy healing and emotional um, emotional healing. And so, and the more I invested in my healing, the more I realized that oh my gosh, there's a light within me that I didn't even know that I had a light. And brought up COVID and all the um, civic unrest and the political unrest and everything that's happening today, all of this is triggering past traumas in people's lives. So they're not only going through the sudden and unexpected losses that they're going through, whether it's job or anything else, And it's also triggering past experiences that they haven't really processed through. So the way people respond today to the sudden and unexpected losses that are occurring is how they were taught to respond to safety, security, you know, all of the primal, you know, the, 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 um, emotions as a child how they were taught to respond to their life from zero to eight years old Mm -hmm. and so what my son's transition did was not only did it shatter me but it also shattered me together and it it did that in a sense that i was able to not only process through my trauma of my son's suicide and the fact that he wrote a note saying he didn't want me at his service Wow. Um, 
that there was a lot of trauma there, but I, pro I was processing that and I wasn't feeling better and I couldn't understand why I wasn't feeling better. And it, I realized through my hour a week investment that I had early childhood trauma that I had never really dealt with. Now I'd read all kinds of self-help books. I had become successful when no one thought I could ever become successful. I, I had moved my way up through my coping skills that I had learned. Like I'll prove to you I can do whatever I want to do. Watch me, you know, even mm -hmm. though I, you know, didn't have much from the beginning or I hadn't been, I didn't even go to college until I was a government official working for the governor. Wow. You know, like I was a legislator and I'm an appointee and I hadn't gone to college at that point. Um, I do have a college degree now, but I was in my 40s mm -hmm. when I got my college degree. And so the no one thought that I could do what I did, but I did it because I had this drive within me. I'm like, I am not going to live the way I knew what life could be as a very young child. Unfortunately, I had a stepdad that came into my life that adopted me and is amazing. Um, but my first eight years of my life was not a smooth ride. So how I responded to life was how I was taught to respond at that, at that early age. Wow, it's, it's like that flight or fight, you know, that like you said, that it's almost like a primitive response that we have. When you said uh, between zero to eight years old, what were some limiting beliefs that you felt that you um, kind of held inside that you didn't realize until you went through that healing process? Well, one of the things that I experienced as a child, and I can't be, remember if it was three or four, but I was a young child. My birth father came home drunk one night and um, was a, a abusive and ended up shooting at my mom and my sister and I as we are, you know, sheltering in the bathroom. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and, and my mom and sister were in the bathtub and, and my mom put me between the toilet and the wall. And at that moment, not only was my father shooting at us, but I was programmed at that moment, like I wasn't worthy enough to be in the bathtub. Now that oh, is wow. not... That was not at all what my mom did. There was enough room to put him in the bathtub and me to, you know, like I was the younger one, so I could fit in between the toilet and the wall. Right. Like, it's crazy. But what a three and four year old's brain was programmed was like, I wasn't worthy or lovable enough to be safe, to be in the bathtub with my mom would, you know, like there's all these things that our brain was not, my brain was not able to process mm -hmm. in a logical adult way. Um, and so the limiting beliefs or blocks that was, were stuck in my body was just from that one story. There's mm -hmm. plenty more, but from, from that one story was, you know, also my, the cops came and my mom sent the cops away because he had passed out. And at the time she sent them away because she was scared that she wouldn't be able to keep her kids safe or feed them if he was actually in jail. Mm. So, so for her, she was fearful she was going to lose her kids. So she stayed and continued to get beat night after night. So wow. where she could keep her kids and for what was programmed in my head at that time was like, why didn't you leave? Why was I wasn't valuable enough to be safe? 
right. to create a safe environment for myself. So there were a lot of limiting beliefs that were programmed and through the healing processes that I do today and that I've worked through um, called regenerating images and memory. And now I also channel energy from the divine and um, that, that can be removed and replaced and you know, you can, you create a new awareness around situations where you're like, oh, wow. Yes. Not true at all. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, one of the things that I love about what you're saying too, um, one of my personal mantras has become life is not happening to me. It's happening for me. But Mm -hmm. it's very easy to say that. It's another thing to internalize it. And when I got let go, laid off from my last job, you know, COVID-19 hit, um, and then civic unrest, all this political, you know, challenges going on right now with, you know, fighting on social media, everything that's going on, I realized, okay, this is not happening to me, it's for me, but my anxiety was over the top. And that's when I reached out to you specifically when there was a lot of protesting happening in my neighborhood, specifically helicopters overhead. I felt like I was in this war zone. And while that would give anybody anxiety, I just felt that it was even stronger for some reason. And taking in that thought, life is happening for me. What do, what is being on earth right now for me to process? And I didn't know what it was. So calling you really helped me process some of the pain of my past to understand this vulnerability and fear and where it comes from. And when I was able to, and you helped me do this, but rewire my memory, rewire my brain, I'm able to then respond differently now. So I just wanted to kind of share my personal experience to our listeners because some people are like healing and spirituality, or they might think it sounds very voodoo or like, (laughs) you know, like something magically that happens, but really it's scientifically proven about how your brain rewires and it has an effect in how you process and respond to your surroundings. It definitely does. You know, like what I like to say, it kind of removes some judgment. You know, mm-hmm. for years I was resentful of my mom and I had no idea that I was resentful, but I didn't treat her very well for years. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea what it was. And I always thought it was my dad, my birth father, that I was upset with. And in reality, I was blaming my mom for not leaving. Mm-hmm. And now as i went through my own process like you you went through your process very similar mm-hmm. i was able to go back and i'm like oh my gosh and then really have a conversation with my mom about so why did you not leave without being accusatory or judgmental in my tone or my body language because i truly wasn't i was just curious right because when i asked her why she didn't leave the same thing came up. She told me exactly what my healing process was. Wow. So, so there is, you know, for those who don't believe in the connection of energy or the knowingness that, that comes through is like it, it is real. It is true. There's a couple of times it's happened. You know, I did a process with my mom and I didn't knew nothing. Her, her son transitioned when she was pregnant for me. And so my brother died 
interesting enough, my grandmother's son was taken away too. So the sons in our lineage were all, um, it's just an inter interesting wow, pattern. pattern that was broken um, through my healing. But uh, I was able to have a session with my mom and, and I was able to share with her through my healing that I've done and removing the limiting beliefs and blocks through the process, the healing processes that I do today, I was able to share with my mom what my brother was buried in, where, what, what side his head was on when she found him. Like I was able to share information that he was giving her. So, he, so she knew that there was nothing he, she could have done to save him. Wow. And she healed through that. And I have chills right now by sharing that. It's just like there's, by me being able to remove those blocks, the light that is truly shining in with, within me, like you or anyone, any one of your listeners, um, the light's there. It's just like it's blocked or it's covered or it's clouded, you know, from life experiences. Right. So true. One of the things I realized and to use, and, and, and just to clarify, I, I definitely believe in uh, the right to protest and to speak your truth. And I was real. I'm so glad that we live in a country where we're able to do that. And I'm glad that people were able to speak their truth. But in my mind, I was feeling fear and anger because I felt that my security was being threatened, specifically because I was basically in the war zone of a lot of the riots that was happening. But one of the things that I realized about what you're saying is we're meant to be a vessel of love. And if we have mm -hmm. fear that creates anger, it, it, then that's where the judgment and the we internalize resentment towards ourselves. And I found for myself when I get depressed, which has definitely occurred during this time, I spiral when, I, when I'm feeling resentment towards myself, you know, resentment towards others, myself. And before you know it, that's when we want to hide and, you know, and, and not connect with other people. And that's like the ultimate depression, which can lead to suicide, unfortunately. That's how people tend to isolate themselves. So that's why I really wanted to have you on as a guest, because I think right now when so many people are feeling vulnerable, for us to realize that when we're weak, this is an opportunity when we can tap into our strength and, a, and potential in a bigger way. Wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. You know, and, and, and this sounds cliche and it's real hurt people, hurt people, just mm -hmm. like hurt people lash out and hurt people. Right. And so if we start working internally, you know, I, I joke about how externally I've sought out things externally for years. I did prior to Logan's transition and for years, I would seek out religion and seek out relationships and seek out more and more professionally and seek out to be happy outside of me. But in fact, I wasn't happy with myself. So there was no one, at, no one that I would choose in my life that would be happy with me because wow. I, wasn't, I wasn't happy with myself. Right. And so, so healing is a key piece to all of this unrest right now. Hmm. You know? It's a key piece of really healing internally, being just being vulnerable and brave enough 
it, it takes courage to step into the pain instead of masking it, instead of hiding it, instead of lashing out. It takes courage to step into your pain in the belief that you're not going to get stuck there. Right. And lots of times what prevents people from stepping in th into their pain and through it is the fear of being stuck in it. Right. But in fact, the fear is keeping you stuck in it. Wow. It's so true. The, the fear of what we may, when you, when you specifically are referring to fear, what do you believe the fear is? Well, fear is fear of the unknown usually. And fear is fear of your safety. Fear is dependent on what you experience from zero to eight, what your parents experience, what your grandparents experience. There's proof that we are carrying our grandparents' DNA or our grandparents are carrying our DNA. I can't remember what, it, you know, the, what the science is around mm -hmm. that. But, but there is science that shows that we're carrying we are carrying our grandparents' DNA in our body. So we're carrying their pain, their experiences within our body. So wow. we're, not only, we're not only carrying our own experiences in this life, but we're carrying our parents and their, and their parents. Mm -hmm. And so if there's been any unrest in any of those, then there's, there's this like an internal program that you don't even know you're programmed for. Wow. And so response or your reaction to life is based on that program until you deal with the internal program. Right. So the fear is the fear is I didn't directly answer you because there's not a direct answer, Rebecca. There's the 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 direct answer is it can be a whole host of emotions and experiences that's programmed in your body that you know of and that you don't know of. Wow, that's so true. And, and where you specialize is in understanding the root of the fear to bring it to the surface, but hold space for that healing and rewrite what those fears initially said to be able to create a more positive future, really. Yeah. Um, one of the things that I appreciated about the session that you and I did together, and you helped me through my own healing process, specifically around anxiety, one of the things that I recognized is when I become fearful or I don't feel safe and I'm anxious, I will tend to try to numb myself to that pain. And there's a lot of different ways that we do that. We can numb ourselves with you know, relationships with uh, watching, net, binge watching Netflix, right? Um, you know, even medicine and not saying there's anything wrong with anxiety pills. But one of the things I recognize that if I just went to those to numb, I would be missing out on what could be bring, coming to the surface to help process my healing. And that's why I wanted to come to you before I, you know, looked at anxiety medicine or, you know, looked at counseling sessions and or psych psychology or whatnot. I do feel like at the root is how we process our past experiences. Um, mm. But maybe you can talk to me a little bit about the difference between being numb and being neutral. Mm. Yeah. So numb to me um, is where you don't want to feel. So 
that would be isolating yourself. It would be, you know, drugs and alcohol, overworking, overexercising, any ex excessive kind of behavior that wouldn't normally, and I say normally, that is out of your normal uh, process. Mm -hmm. um, numbing is not wanting to feel it, not wanting, avoiding the feeling, pushing the feeling down, trying to not, and, and for me, being neutral is almost being an observer and watching yourself move through those, those emotions. So you're allowing the emotions to be. And so I just was speaking with someone yesterday. I'm like, it feels like sometimes we have judgment uh, when we don't feel good about our, you know, like when you're anxious, we're judging that anxiety. Like, why am I feeling anxious that I shouldn't be feeling this? I have all these good things. And you mentioned, um, it's not happening to me. It's happening for me. Right. So I, I've got all these tools and resources. Why am I feeling so badly? I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> right. It's not true. You know, like there are emotions, whether good or bad, whatever we label it, because I don't believe there's good or bad emotions. The emotions that we're feeling are what we're feeling. If we allow ourselves to feel through those emotions and let them move through us, then we don't get stuck in them. Mm. And when we want to numb our feelings is when we really are better off to actually work through our feelings, to just let ourselves walk through it. That's so generalized, but I, you know, it's really hard to be as very specific about it. I'm not sure if that's the question you asked me, but. Well, I think to kind of interpret from my experience with you, um, I felt that I had reached such a state of overwhelm that I just wanted to become numb. And I mm -hmm. think what you're saying is by that is when we have that gut reaction to flight or fight, that is an indicator that there's something deeper going on. And that's the time to really hone in versus numb and have that neutral perspective of like you said observer what is it that i'm supposed to be processing right now right right are you asking me that question or you're just saying that yeah i think that okay. based on what you're saying that that's the difference between the two is neutral is more the observer whereas numbing is more of the flight or fight right and that's true. And there are tools and resources. So your audience, the audience, those are the listeners can know that there's tools and resources that you can use that cost nothing. And, you know, like journaling is one of those things that you can do. It's just sit down with a piece of paper and write out your feelings. It doesn't have to make sense. It doesn't have to be spelled properly. It doesn't have to, you, you don't even have to be able to read it because you're not going to reread it. Mm -hmm. You know, just sit down and just start to write. And if you can't think of anything, that's okay. Just start to write and rip it up when you're done writing, because eventually you'll start writing. It'll start to bring up emotions. You'll either cry or scream or be angry or, you know, allow your emotions to flow through the pen just or the paper and then, you know, put it in a container that is burnable, you know, and take it in a safe space and light it on fire and <laughs> just let it go into the universe with love because then it's not in your body anymore. That's just one easy tool that you can do. Another is just breathe. 
Hmm. Deep breathe. And it's a four by four by four by four is what I teach people is breathe into the count of four, hold it to the count of four, exhale to the count of four, hold it to the count of four, and do that four times in a row whenever you need to. Hmm. And create a practice of it, doing it four times in a row, four times a day. Do it when you wake up in the morning, do it at lunch, do it at dinner, and do it at, at bedtime. You know what I appreciate about that is, again, it goes into helping you be present. I think when mm -hmm. we talk, when I found that I'm numbing to pain, it's almost like I'm watching myself in, and I'm not connected to my feelings. Mm -hmm. Whereas what you're saying when you're neutral you know, when you breathe in and you breathe out, you are, in a way, you're, you're staying present versus escaping. Well, you're connected in, inwardly versus outwardly. Mm. You're actually moving within your body. Your body, you're, yeah, you're being present within your body instead of on the outside, seeking external fixes that will never fix because right. it's not about fixing. It's about acknowledging and, and accepting all of you for who you are. That's so key. One mm -hmm. of the other tips that I remember you sharing during our session is especially as an empath, which is somebody who is very sensitive to their surroundings, some people more than others, um, but really anybody, I, <laughs> In today's world, everybody's emotion is on the surface and raw. What do you recommend that people do to shield themselves, so to speak, before they start their day? What I do every morning and at night is that I just visualize this golden light coming down through the crown of my head, flowing into my body, going all the way through my body, going all the way down into the ground, and you see the golden light like within your um within your abdomen and it just grows and it's like an orb of golden light that surrounds you surrounds your energy field so however big your energy field is is and just see that golden light surrounding your energy field um, some people use a purple light, you know, some people a violet light. Some people use, use whatever color that you want. That's the divine light coming down through. It's not, I'm not your keeper. <laughs> right. so you, you, you get to choose whatever light that you choose, but you create this energy field around you and you state only love and light comes in or out and all other energy Hits the, as it hits the outer edge of this orb, dissolves into the universe with love. And so you create almost an energy field around you so you don't take on other, other people's energy. And so where you could hold space for other people, but you don't have to take on their energy because a lot of people don't want to feel what they're feeling, so they're giving their energy away. Mm. They're giving it to you. And mm -hmm. so... The, that energy that needs other energy is attracted to the energy that's just holding space. Wow. So, so this is my interpretation of it. Others may disagree or, or agree, whatever. But for me, it's, it's a knowing that the light is going to attract some of that energy that is seeking that light. And so for me, I want to hold space for that and I don't want it. 
you know, like it's not, it's not for me. I'll hold space for it, but it's not for me to take on. It's, it's for it to be accepted and just loved for what it is. You know, the, what this reminds me of, and this maybe sound a little cheesy, but you know, when I, when I think about, like you said that, you know, how you become an attractor for different energies, I like to think of that fluorescent light that's outside to attract insects with the goal of zapping. <laughs> so that's what I'm picturing when you're talking about creating this shield around yourself is essentially that's what it's doing. It's guarding your heart. And, you know, I follow a lot of different motivational speakers who talk about setting the intention of your day and having mm -hmm. I can and I am. But I feel that this is just as important because we're not human doings, we're human beings. And this sets the tone for you to be a human being. Wouldn't you agree? Yeah. yeah and, and I'd like to just maybe the analogy is a little harsh because I don't want people to think that we're zapping them. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I was like, I'm trying to figure this out. That's more from our perspective. Yeah. <laughs> that that uh, what, we, what we do is that we're holding space. So when it hits the outer edge of that light, it dissolves into love as well. So it's holding like space and it's, you know, like it, it dissolves into a loving space space it's not like you're rejecting people you're just like yes you're just allowing it to not come into your own energy field mm. um so it is absolutely just as important as i can and gratitude and affirmations and it absolutely from for anybody who is sensitive to energy mm -hmm. <laughs> it's critical to to hold space for yourself as well as others. So true. That comes from within. Yeah, with the with the zapping, I was thinking more of the bad energy. <laughs> and I think that's key. You know, when we talk about neutral versus numb, it's distinguishing a negative energy from the person itself. Because sometimes we don't know, right? Well, for for me, I what I like to say is like there's really, you know no person is bad. We all have energy within us that, you know, we're all made of love. So it takes the judgment out of it for me. You know, for me, it's more like, I want to, I want my light to shine and I want to hold space for energy that needs that light, but it doesn't need to be attached to me. Wow. So, so I get to hold space for that and, and give love to those who are hurting the most. Right. Without judgment. They're just, they're, they're seeking the light. So, and they don't even know it, you know, like that's, that's why I'm just like, there's, there's just, it's taking judgment out of light, light and energy that's good or bad. You know, it's mm -hmm. like, again, those that are hurting need that light as much as anyone else does or more. So true. I love that. Yeah. It's by internalizing the light, then we can express it and attract. And yeah, that makes, that makes a lot of yeah. sense. So you provided some really good tips on how to be neutral versus numb, how to process pain, especially on a daily basis. What are some uh, ways that people can get connected with you? Obviously, I'm sure they can reach out personally, but you know, I know you have some great programs going on. Like, How could people start educating themselves and experiencing this that you offer? 
I am on every social media outlet there is. <laughs> so on Facebook, it, um, my, my professional page is Kathleen with a C. So it's C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N and the letter L. That's my professional page. I do uh, meditations Monday through Saturday at 9 a.m. there. They're live meditations and a daily oracle um, guidance card that I, that I draw. Um, I have now started that on Instagram. So it's Kathleen L, my last name, E-L-L-E. Um, and um, it's on LinkedIn. And my website is Kathleen with the letter L.com. So that's C-A-T-H-L-E-E-N-L.com. And awesome. on the website, there's great programs that I, I'm so excited for people to right now use, especially I've got one that's called the Spiritual Spa Session. Ooh. So where, yeah, it's, it's <laughs> like you get, you get whatever I'm guided to provide in the sense of like it may be a RIM session or it may be. What does RIM stand for? Regenerating Images and Memory. So okay. it's the healing modality um, that I'm becoming a master in where I'm the facilitator and you get to lead the process. Like we actually, like you and I did, Rebecca. Yeah. Um, and then there's, you know, I sometimes do energy healing. I channel the energy and I channel messages and I do Oracle card reading. So whatever we're drawn to is what we'll do in the spiritual spa session. Or we have just RIM or just one of the other modalities that I use. And I can do speaking engagements and um, retreats and all kinds of good things for you. That's exciting. Yeah. To go back to the RIM session, just to, for our listeners to understand, um, you know, I just felt like I was in a rut and I couldn't, it's kind of like what you said, I, I was lost in my feelings and couldn't really pointed out. And I love how you offer this spa session because that's a, such a great way to describe it because I literally felt energetically like I had this pain in my stomach. Like people talk about this pit in their stomach. It's real. When you're experiencing loss or anxiety, your body physically has a reaction to it. And I'm not just saying this, but after our session, I literally felt like there was this cooling sensation and I felt this, I felt unblocked, for, you know, for lack of a better word, I really did. And I just felt more of a sense of love for myself that then I could give to others. And it really is as simple as that. Did other people notice a difference for you? Absolutely. In fact, I was talking to a friend and they had observed a lot of my anxiety. And I said, you know, have you noticed that I'm interacting a little bit different today? And they're like, actually, yeah. Like I noticed you seem a lot calmer. And I told them that I had this experience that helped me understand the triggers that in a deeper way. Um, so it definitely made an impact, not just on me personally, but on other people around me professionally. I'm finding that even though I'm facing challenges, I'm able to respond from a more of a sense of clarity. Mm, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Yeah. I love to hear that. I appreciate it. That's I, why I do what I do. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I think you really bring that intuition and the empathy because I've been in counseling sessions uh, in the past and you recognize when somebody doesn't have empathy, when they haven't experienced the level of pain that you have. And I felt with you that 
to the level of pain that you've experienced is also the level of empathy you have. And mm -hmm. it just really shines through and creates that safe space. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Of course. You. Yeah. So as we start wrapping up, I like to ask all my guests, what would you say is one word that describes your super strength? Connection. Hmm. Connection. Yeah. That's connection inwardly and with the light that my son and the divine and just knowing connection with other people. It's just feeling the light. I've felt the dark, you know, like I felt the pain. I don't like to say dark because but uh, I've, I've felt the deep, deep pain for a long time. I've felt the numbness. I've felt the loss. The, I've felt the feelings of like, what is love? You know, what is, you know, I've, I've felt the like never feeling like it's ever enough. Um, like even in a career, like just continuing to climb the ladder and still never feeling like I'm being fulfilled. I've felt that. And today I feel like I feel fulfilled and I feel light and joyful. Even when, even when I know that there's challenges that are happening in my life, I know that I get to move through them, that I don't have to get stuck with it. So I, I, I explained that it's not the tidal waves of emotions of ups and downs and and like really dit low or really high it's more of a just like a smooth water of just ripples hmm. you know now knowing that there's ripples in my life and that's that's how we grow um and it's not like my life is um doesn't have challenges not at all what i'm saying is like i see them i see the challenges differently today i i because i feel like I truly like, what can I learn from this experience? And how can I, how can I make an impact on this being's life today? And how can they make an impact on my life today? No matter who, no matter who it is. You know, I walk by someone on the light rail, I just smile. You know, it doesn't it just, I don't know them. It doesn't matter. I don't have to. Mm -hmm. so the connection, it's, it's like we, we are all energy. And we're all connected, whether here on earth or in the human body form or not, you know, like we're all energy. We're all one. Wow. That is so important. And I think that allows us to stop trying to always focus on change on the outside. When we start changing inside, then we can create the change on the outside. When we start accepting us on the inside and we start loving and embracing and stop judging ourselves for having emotions that we put judgment on. Hmm. Um, when you start just loving ourselves. I love that. And I love how you rephrase that. Cause I need to also, I catch myself like it's not about needing to create change within me, so to speak. Cause then that's like judgmental where I need to do this or I need to do that to do this. It's like you said, it's really more resting in our emotion and and having the love realizing that we can accept ourselves no matter where we are at in life right now 
Yeah. So I drew a card this morning for the global community and the card was um, be the, be the hunter, not the hunted. And what the card means is um, that we are, when we are giving externally constantly to be accepted, then we're not really accepting ourselves. Mm -hmm. And so really fulfilling and being and allowing and receiving right. allows, us, allows us to give even more. So because true. when we're full, we get to fill other people up. Mm -hmm. But when we're empty, there's not much of us to, to help with others. So, yeah. That's great. That's great. So connection within ourselves allows us and empowers us to connect with others. And that's really what Kathleen L's life work is about, is helping you find connection within yourself so that you can truly connect with other people as well. So, you know, thank you so much for being on the show today. Such great words of wisdom. I'm looking forward to staying connected with you. Me too. Thank you, Rebecca. I just want to remind the listeners as well, I have a book coming out in September called Shattered Together, wow. which talks about all the healing processes that they get to use as well. So it's really a teaching memoir that they, um, it's coming out the end of September. I would love for people to um, be on the watch for that because that is also a book that uses everything that I used will be in there. That's great. Now, I'm sure if they were to subscribe to your website, they'll be notified as soon as that comes out. That's correct. That's right. Great. great. So if yeah. you want to stay Thank in the loop with that, make sure you go to Kathleen L's website today and follow her on social media. It has been such a great experience having you on the show. Thank you, Kathleen. Thank you, Rebecca. I appreciate you. Of course. I'll be in touch with you later. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Real Talk with Rebecca Charlson. If you like this episode, feel free to hit subscribe and consider giving us some love with a five-star rating and review. To learn more about how to be on our next show, go to createyourpotential.com backslash Rebecca. Looking forward to connecting with you next time. And remember, it takes a real talk to create connections that count.